The following is a fourth hand production. 
that's funny. It's fun. Um, oh, for sure. Like I can imagine. I mean, I only did the one time. I mean, I have like lots of years of experience on a stage. Like I grew up doing like, you know, theater and stuff like that. So I'm no, I'm not shy when it comes to being on stage. But doing stand up comedy is like horrifying. Yeah. Because you don't have like. You don't have other people up there with you, and you also don't have, like, the perk of being another character. I mean, it's just you with a room full of people staring at you going, make me laugh. Make me laugh. I bet you can't. Yeah. yeah. And then they're quick to tell you how that you could have made them laugh, and uh, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the one night I did it, now, I could blame it on the crowd, even though you're not supposed to blame it on the crowd. It's because of you. Mm-hmm. However... Like, nobody was getting laughs that night. Even, mm. like, seasoned comedians were growing up on the stage, and one of them was even like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, yeah, that totally happens. So I kind of blame the crowd. So <laughs> even though oh, I, I mean, got a couple chuckles here and there, but that was about it. <laughs> and then on an open mic night, like, if you get a couple chuckles, like, that's usually, if you're waiting for an applause break, uh, yeah, that usually doesn't happen at an open mic. <laughs> no. But those always feel good, though. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. I bet. (laughs) All right. So let's see here. You also, it says events producer. What is that? So I run comedy shows around Central Florida. Um, I I looked at branching out to other states at one point, but uh, at this point, I don't want to run shows in other states, but I love running shows in Central Florida. It's been a a fun way to learn how to host comedy shows. So I run... Mm -hmm. um, been doing that since 2017 also so i I have a show uh weekly we open mic in orlando i have a monthly showcase in orlando a monthly showcase in sanford and then also a monthly in deland so that gives me uh, a lot of opportunity to meet different comics from out of town get to work with Mm -hmm. different audiences different well the audiences generally let me know what they like and what they don't like so it makes it uh kind of a fun little little monthly show that we do and they've been successful. I mean, we're not trying to be a comedy club. We're not trying to take over the comedy industry, but like we have fun with it. And it's helped me get like better at what I do in that. So whenever mm-hmm. I want to go out of state and I know people from out of state, that that's been a major objective is to get to know people from out of town. So like whenever I do tour, then I've given them a, a great show when they're in town. So hopefully when I go to their town, uh, that would be reciprocated, hopefully. Oh, yeah. No, it's a good plan. I mean, plus you get more stage time, too, hosting these events, too. I assume you're hosting them as well? I I hosted the vast majority of them up to this year. And this year, I started giving the host spots away to other comics that, I mean... I started these shows so I could learn how to host because nobody was giving me a host spot. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want new comics to spend all of their time running shows. So um, Mm -hmm. I have given up some of the host spots. So so the up-and-comers can actually learn how to host without having to go through all the stress and production of of, uh, running a show. Um, and some of them enjoy that, but for the most part, it really does take away from your, your comedy journey. It adds to it in a different way, but you know, if you're just looking at, uh, how fast you can get in your comedy career, running shows is like the very, very scenic route. <laughs> well, that's interestingly put. Yeah. All right, cool. So like I ask all my guests, what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Like, did you watch it growing up or what? I did. I did. I watched it growing up. Uh, it was always that nostalgia of like, it was probably something my parents watched 
and I wasn't alive when they were alive. So like all of the uh, 70s nostalgia stuff, it really, uh, I, I don't know, I always enjoyed it as a kid. Um, I never really, uh, I watched the Brady renovation show. I found that, com- yeah. com- I didn't watch all of it, but like what I did watch, I thought it was completely fascinating. And uh, you learned so much about that house and what it was or wasn't. And uh, that was fascinating to me, but like, I've, I've watched a good chunk of them and watched the movies, um, but I'm glad that they have the the episodes available for streaming on the major you know services, so it's accessible because it's it's like wholesome, you know, good spirited, uh, fun. I don't know. It does. It's not anything about the Brady Bunch <laughs> that you're like cover the kids' ears, you know. And, <laughs> right. And it's not like so family oriented that adults don't like it. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah, which is the whole reason why Sherwood Schwartz created the show. He wanted something wholesome and family oriented because there was a lot of shit going on during the time period. Like this is during Vietnam. This is Uh the country was just falling apart and he wanted something to bring back to basics. Comedy, family sitcom. And that's what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did a good job. How long did it run? Ran for five seasons. Okay. Wow. I mean, nowadays that seems like not very much, but back then that was uh, pretty profound. Yeah. I mean, of course, this is on a major network, so each season has like 25 episodes. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot in a a season. It's not like some of these bullshit seasons we get these days with 10 episodes like on Netflix or Mm -hmm. uh, so frustrating. Man, (laughs) TV's come a long way. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so this is where we take our first break, and when we come back, we're really going to get into this. I hope you're ready, Leslie. I'm ready. All right, we will be back. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening to Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Are you fascinated by the grisly sides of life? Are you the one that people call weirdo? Well then, you should get hip to Strange Brew Podcast, a podcast with a bunch of crazy Canucks. Tune in every week with Strange Brew's host, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And Billy Kirby, along with many different guests. As we drink booze and we discuss anything strange and paranormal, from serial killers to aliens and all of the above. So crack those beers. And toss on those tinfoil hats because because it's it's about about to get strange. are back okay so we got the Brady Bunch season one episode 23 entitled to move or not to move let's get into this facts about the episode that first aired on March 6th 1970 it was written by Paul West and directed by Oscar Rudolph now according to IMDB I got a couple little facts here about the episode uh, Robert Reed who plays Mike Brady thought the ghost story plot was stupid and refused to be in the scenes the writers had to have (laughs) (laughs) the writers had meetings with him during the evenings to write him out of the main ghost story scenes 
Wow. Which is why Mike was always gone and had good meetings with clients and stuff like that. That's why he was never there during all that. Wow. You know, I, um, I thought it was him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carol insinuates that this is the same house Mike lived in before they got married. However, in the pilot episode, it's clearly a different house as evidenced by the kitchen in the pilot episode. Whoa. So in this episode, Carol's like, this is the house you've always had. But in the pilot episode, he lived in a different house. So, Wow, that's crazy. Good fact checking. Did you fact that? Did you fact check that? No, hell no. IMDb did. Oh, shoot. (laughs) I was like, good job. That was sleuthy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's fade in. And here we go. So Greg comes storming out of his bedroom and walks down the hall to the girls' room because Marcia is, sorry, Marcia is in her room blaring music from her record player. Greg pounds on the door several times and Marcia can't hear him. While she's changing clothes, Greg finally comes bursting in the room and Marcia screams because she's changing. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be playing your record that loud, you got to pay attention to your people that live with <laughs> right. you. If somebody's banging on the door, you should have your ear listening like, I just thought that was exactly. rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Greg comes into her room and starts screaming her, screaming at her, sorry, um, because of the loud music. Carol comes running into the room and turns the music off. Carol asks what the problem is. Greg says that the girls have kept the joining bathroom door locked on the boy's side and he can't get in. Marcia says that Greg and the other boys do it too. They both agree that they just need a bigger house for all six kids, and Carol just sighs. Hmm. Well, I mean, now we see. they didn't even matter that they don't have toilets in there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, that... that, that we don't was... even have toilets in there. We need a new house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think any house would sell uh, with... Uh, you, you can't have ghosts and no bathrooms. Like, you have to... <laughs> One or, or the other. Toilet. <laughs> yeah. Now we see Mike and Carol sitting at the fireplace, and Mike is working on the fireplace metal rod holder thing. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> well, Carol is saying, maybe the kids are right. You've added three more kids and a wife with the same number of rooms. This is where she's saying how it's a house they've always lived in, or he's always lived in. Uh, Mike says, I think I'm going to have to rethread this thing. Carol continues, Mike, you're not listening to me. Mike says that he is listening and they have looked uh, at other houses, but they could never decide on one they agreed on or yeah, even he, afford. He was totally not wanting to have that conversation. He was definitely listening. <laughs> I mean, any woman yeah. has it's been around a man long enough has seen that happen uh, a lot. And like he was totally listening and he did not. I don't think he wanted to buy a new house at all. <laughs> of course not. He built that house. He designed the house, <laughs> you know. That's that's accurate. That's yes, house. he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And no toilets. And no to- Yeah, well, I mean, you forget a couple things here. Whatever, you know. It's probably back when he was a new architect. <laughs> well, he didn't anticipate, like, I think the best architect would anticipate, like, having that many more family members in their house at some point. Like, if that's what they <laughs> would ultimately go for. So I feel like he should have probably planned better. Probably right. <laughs> <laughs> like tiny house it up and put like extra bedrooms or whatever. Uh, but either way, yeah. Mike was profound. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Hold on a second. I lost my spot. Okay. 
<clears throat> so Mike goes on to say that until they do, they can't. nothing can be changed. So now we see the boys in their room and Greg tries to go into the bathroom, but once again he can't because the door is locked. Greg says, locked again, uh, and begins to bang on the door and shout to unlock it. We see that Jan is in the bathroom putting curlers in her hair. Greg says, I'm going to bust this door down. Peter adds, Dad will kill you. Mm-hmm. Greg says, well, at least it'll leave you with just five kids and more room for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Greg's going to be a martyr, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Greg shouts to open the door, and Jan says that she's doing her hair. And Greg retorts, doing your hair to go to bed? <laughs> there are three men out here waiting to brush their teeth. <laughs> I'm like, what sweet Meanwhile, men waiting to brush their teeth? Like, I mean, what good boys? <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back downstairs, Mike and Carol hear all the commotion that's going on upstairs. Carol asks one more time if moving is still not an option. Mike says that it's not. So now we see Carol and Alice in the kitchen. In classic Carol, she is, quote, assisting Alice with a salad while Alice is cooking in the same tiny pot for nine people. Carol says, by the way, you haven't listened, you haven't listened to an episode of the podcast, but we come up with tons and tons of like uh, Brady Bunch conspiracy theories. We come up with, you know, like Alice pretty much runs the house. She's the puppet master in the house. Carol is a stay at home mom with a housekeeper. She doesn't do shit around the house. You know, occasionally you'll catch her helping Alice at the table or helping her make a salad, you know, and it's just, it's. Yeah, she's not much of a helper. (laughs) <laughs> no, she doesn't do shit around the house. Uh, Carol says, <clears throat> so you see, Alice, the kids just need more rooms. Alice suggests that the McIntyre house down the street has plenty of rooms and it's been up for sale for years. Carol asks, <clears throat> I wonder why it won't sell. Alice says, where it on the street is, it's haunted. Mm. Carol laughs at the idea. Alice goes on to say, no, no, I know the cook and a lot of strange noises are heard. Voices in the night, chains rattling, lights going off and on. Carol says, surely you don't believe any of this. Alice says, the cook did. She left the McIntyres flat. Carol says that there is no such thing as ghosts. And Alice continues and says, maybe not, but they still couldn't explain those voices. Eerie voices. Mm. Calling. Calling. Just then Mike yells, Carol! Which is classic Mike. He's always calling for Carol or Alice from another room. He does it all the time. And Carol and Alice jump. And Carol goes into the living room to meet Mike, who had just come home from work. So, like, this is the second time Alice has referenced, like, knowing another housekeeper in another house. Or, I know the cook. And last episode is, oh, I know the housekeeper at that other house. And, like, does she have, like, <laughs> like oh, a convention like a she goes to? Yeah, there's like a meeting they have like once a month, you know, like, like what's going on there? Like, what do you think they talk about? Like, oh, the Johnsons there, you should see what they do. You know, it's kind of crazy. That's how they, they make these theories about like houses being haunted. Like that, if you don't make your staff happy, they will uh, ruin your chances in your neighborhood. You have to really make sure (laughs) not to upset your, your, your nannies and your, your housekeepers. Like. And that's good advice. So hopefully our listeners will take hold of that and be 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 good to your help. Be good to your <laughs> to help. Maids. I mean, watch, check your privilege. Watch your <laughs> yes. watch your manners with your help. They'll they'll make sure that your house is haunted. 
Oh yeah, like just like you said, they're in a network. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they're they're there's they're a connected. Facebook group for them out <laughs> it's there. It's like a mafia, <laughs> <laughs> the housekeeper yeah. mafia. That's awesome. <laughs> so Mike tells Carol that a house they've always had their eye on has just come, just gone on the market. Carol beams with happiness, but then makes jokes about how expensive it probably is. Mike says property values have gone up so much, we'll probably make good profit off this house. Carol says, you're serious about this. He says he is, and he has already talked to a real estate agent and says it's no problem. Of course the real estate agent said it's no problem. Like, (laughs) that seems like the default phrase from anybody that wants to sell you uh, a very expensive thing. Like, no problem. Yeah, for sure. And I want to sell your house and get you to buy another one. So Right. No, that was a pretty big deal for him. I think there's a term for that in the real estate world. I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. I'm not a real estate person. Me either. I have a lot of friends who are, but they're they, not here. They'll so flip we'll it. They'll fill us term. in. <laughs> yeah. Next, Mike is having a family meeting with all the kids in the family room. And like every one of these meetings, Carol six sits amongst the kids as if she's one of them. While Mike runs the meeting. Mike says how great this new house is and there are more rooms but they will be going to have to have to go to a new school and make new friends. Carol adds, the real estate agent is coming by to look at the house, so you better have your rooms picked up. So this other house is down the street? I, I mean, they make it seem like it's just down the street, but it's probably like on the other side of town, I guess, maybe new with a different schools, school. New friends, yeah. like that seems like a... A bit, a bit farther than down what like they initially made it seem like just down the road well i mean kind of some of these towns like titusville for example has two high schools it has i think two or three middle schools and a shitload of elementary schools so if you just move to another part of titusville you're going to be going to all new schools yeah so. that was kind of a shock in high school honestly like when i went to high school like we went there were all these kids from another like port st john kids like they were all, they i think yeah. they have their own high school now but I, I remember in high school there was just like this collection of 35 schools in the area just putting all these people in one place and i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was a small town yeah yeah um So Mike riles up the troops with, so what do you say? New home for the Brady Bunch? And all the kids go, yay, which is so cheesy. They always make them say, yay, (laughs) all together in unison. Next, we cut to the girls' room where the three girls are discussing the move. Jan says, it'll be weird to think someone else living in this room. Marsha adds, I wonder if it'll miss us. And Cindy says, oh, I feel sorry for it. (laughs) <laughs> Marcia says, don't. I'm sure some nice girls will move in. Cindy adds, what if it's a mean old man? <laughs> Which, <laughs> I don't know, I can't imagine a, a mean old man living in that room. I mean, not because <laughs> it's decorated. Like, who's he living with? Like, I guess his kids? I don't know. <laughs> it's a bunch of mean old men are going to move in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how they like the bathroom uh, situation. <laughs> right? <laughs> We now get to the boys' room, where they are also having the same discussion. I wonder what it'll be like in the new house, asked Bobby. Oh, wait, the girls The girls made it seem like they were like, oh, well, who's lived there the longest? It was the, the guy's house first. So the, go, the girls yeah. were like, they made it very clear that, that they had not been there 
as long as they had been there. But I thought that there was mm-hmm. a nice separation between uh, the initial relationships here uh, at this point of the the, the script. That's yeah, all. yeah, they made a point to say, well, we haven't lived here very long, but mm-hmm. we still love it. So, yeah. So now the boys are having the same discussion, and Greg says it'll be just like this, only better because there'll be more rooms. Peter says that they have had some fun times in this house, and Greg agrees. The boys begin to reminisce about the times they had in the house and all the injuries that they've gotten. Uh, Peter says, what about the time you fell off the roof and onto Dad's convertible? Greg adds, yeah, I broke three ribs and Dad's gear shift handle. He leans back onto his bed and sighs. Yeah, we've had some good times in this house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally, I would not equate with the times I broke gear shifters or ribs. But I mean, <laughs> that's your cup of tea by all means. But uh, I, I think they did have fun in that house. I just have never fallen off a roof. That would not be fun <laughs> for me. But I'm a no? girl. You've I'm never a- fallen off a roof? Oh, you should try it. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm not responsible if anybody decides to jump off a roof. Uh, That is uh, a personal (laughs) choice I am not responsible for. (laughs) (laughs) Now back into the girls' room, the girls continue the conversation. Jan says, it's going to be kind of lonesome without the boys. I really didn't get this conversation, because why do they have to be without the boys? Like... So, like, the boys are all going to get their own room, but the girls are still going to be together? Like, it didn't make any sense. They're talking as if, like, the boys are moving out. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's, like, a first major change that they could even consider. But, like, (laughs) I don't don't think they know how to deal with that yet. Like, I'm sure that's still (laughs) a weird life to have all those people around. For sure. Um, So, it says it's going to be lonesome without the boys. Cindy has nobody to talk to. Nobody to fight with and nobody even to pound on the bathroom door, Marsha adds. Jen get, Jan gets real deep and says, if you've never had three brothers before, you'd probably miss them more when you don't have them than if you had three brothers before. Oh, they were going to kill like, off the, the guys? <laughs> <laughs> Marsha's like, what the fuck did you just say? Cindy <laughs> <Sydney> jumps in. <laughs> Direct quote. She means we'll feel like orphans. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird episode, yeah. Um, Marcia corrects Cindy and says, orphans don't have mothers or fathers, not brothers. Cindy asks, uh, what are you if you don't have brothers? Jan looks forward and just says, lonesome. <laughs> like Something's going on with Jan that I think needs to be looked at a little bit closer. Yeah. She's middle child and all, but she's not handling this well. Yeah, she's curling her hair before bed. Like, <laughs> like do that in the morning or I don't know. Like, do it in your she's, own room. You're really causing problems, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> she's improvising like like haikus about her brothers. Like, it's, she's being weird. Yeah, so. yeah. I think she would rather not have siblings. I think that would be Jan's ultimate. Like, she just would rather not have siblings. Oh, definitely. That's how I knew. That's the only way I know. Like, that whole thing would be super foreign to me. If she could kill off Marsha, I think she'd be much happier. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think she'd deal with Cindy, but, like, yeah, I think that she would have liked to kill off Marsha. Oh, by the way, Peter Brady looked super creepy a lot in this episode. Like, really creepy. (laughs) Like, I mean, even almost as creepy as he did in that reality show he did. (laughs) 
<laughs> Does he listen to this? <laughs> um, not, well, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, he know. I think he knows about the show now. Um, I do plan on having all the Brady kids on here eventually, hopefully one day. So oh, that'd be cool. I have had guests on here that have met them before. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, yeah. Back in the boys' room, Peter says to Greg, you know something? I really like this house better than the other one. Greg says that you haven't seen the other one yet and that Mike is going to have it renovated. I thought this would be great for the HGTV renovation show, by the way, this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So how it's going to be renovated. Bobby says, I don't want to live in a house that's renovated. Greg says, you don't even know what that word means. Bobby <laughs> says, I don't care. I like it here. And Peter and Greg both agree. So now we see Carol walking into the kitchen where Alice is, and she tells her that the real estate agent is coming and that she should look happy. Alice does a creepy grin, and Carol says, look happy, not hysterical. Hmm. Don't be hysterical, (laughs) Alice. Oh, there's nothing better than when a woman says to another woman, don't be hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We'll get to the point where Carol, like, really jabs it at Alice here, and we're going to get to that here in a minute. So... Just then the doorbell rings. Mike and Carol go to answer the door. In walks Bert, the real estate agent. Mike apparently knows him. Bert takes a look at the giant living room and says, Say, this is a beautiful room, Mrs. Brady, because, you know, she's responsible. Mm -hmm. Carol says, Thanks. I'm afraid we're really going to miss it. Bert says that the other house is really nice and he thinks they'll really like it. Mike agrees that it'll be fine. Bert asks, so, uh, what about this house? Have we talked it over? Should I find a buyer? Mike and Carol take a deep breath and look at each other and say yes. Um, he's been, he's got the he's got the the fever now. Mike has the bug. He's <laughs> yeah. he's got it, and now the kids are. Uh, yeah, it, it, Peter is the only one. I think Peter Peter and Jan maybe. I don't know. They, what they don't like Peter obviously wants to, to keep the house. Like he doesn't like the idea of it leaving but like no, i don't think, I think most of the kids are wanting to, to sell the house at this point right mm, i don't know about anymore because right here is a shot where we see all the kids on top of the stairs listening to the conversation and they don't look happy about it at all yeah so, this is like the regret moment like it's real yeah. now it's getting real a bit later, Carol and Alice are in the kitchen, and once again, Carol is assisting in drying off the silverware while Alice makes cookies. Um, this is going to make our buddy of mine, Jimmy, who's been on the show several times, really excited because he caught Alice or Carol another time. He thought he was, she was polishing the silverware, and I was like, I think she was just drying it off. So here she is doing it again. <clears throat> and Carol is telling Alice about the new house. Well, about the kitchen anyway, because that's the only room Alice is going to be allowed to go in. So Alice is less than thrilled while hearing about the new kitchen. Alice says, it sounds depressing. I've got my routine all planned out. I don't know if I'll be able to function some new place. Okay. Yeah. The kitchen was yellow. Yeah. The, the kitchen was yeah, yellow. Yeah, exactly. Which is not depressing in my opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Carol stops and asks very carefully, but Alice, you will function, won't you? Just because you're moving out doesn't mean you're going to leave. Alice says, me? Leave the Brady family? You couldn't get me away if you tried. <clears throat> now, real quickly before I move on here. <clears throat> so, the Bradys are looking, thinking about buying a new house, and Alice has shit to say about it. Like, 
uh, I don't. I think it's stupid, and the new house is going to be stupid, and you're stupid for doing it. Yeah, and like, the kitchen okay, sucks. Maid. Yeah. Okay, maid. Well, okay. Then don't fucking work there. How's that? You know, it's like, I didn't know you had an opinion or I didn't ask your opinion on the new house. And also you suggested this property. Like. <laughs> well, is it the same property that's haunted? I don't think it is. She, she said the place, the haunted place was up for sale. Oh, I think I it's thought, a different house. Though. I thought that they were, I thought that was all the same. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It could be, but maybe not. I don't know why Alice is giving her opinion at all and saying it's going to suck and it's going to be <laughs> stupid. And, you know, it's like, okay, maid, like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I just thought it was kind of pointless. And then, so she's saying, I'm not going to leave. You couldn't give me away if you tried. I'm a 120 pound boomerang. And Carol <laughs> looks at her and goes, 120 pounds, huh? Alice that was is like, so rude. More or less. Right? She was like, 120 pounds, really? You fat maid. And then she's like, um, just kidding. Huh? Yeah. Like she totally called her out on that. Like (laughs) (laughs) way to body shame Carol Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, Alice did go on a, on a limb there making a joke, but like, right. It's a weird joke to make. I I don't think you're doing that today. (laughs) Not doing that today. (laughs) It's funny. So Ella says that she's going to go bring Mr. Brady in some cookies and Carol reminds her that he isn't there. He had meetings he had to go to. Now, this is also a reference to the IMDb thing where Robert Reed said, I don't want to be around for any of the haunting crap because it's fucking stupid Mm. and it's cheesy and I'm not going to be a part of it. So that's why every time there's ghost sounds, Mike is not around. So Right. Yeah. And like I was thinking that it was like him doing it. I was really thinking for a while that he was just so adamant on keeping this house that he designed that he was going to, like, sabotage the whole thing. I thought it might be him. <laughs> That's interesting. Hadn't thought of that. Like, uh, from an adult that can't afford a new house standpoint, like, I would think <laughs> in order to save your pride, you just fake ghosts. Like, <laughs> Right. And also to save the argument with your wife later. <laughs> like. I don't want to sell the house. And he's like, we're totally selling this house. I'm on board. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then he haunts, fakes haunts the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we can't. Oh, well, can't yeah. find a buyer. Oops, <laughs> not, we not tried. A bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just then, a moaning is heard throughout the house. Oh, <laughs> I scared myself. Uh, Carol hears this and says to Alice, what was that? Ella says, it sounded like a cow died in the driveway. <laughs> the moaning continues. Ella oh. says, now it sounds human, like someone in agony. Carol says, Alice, that doesn't sound human. Ella says, oh no, inhuman? Carol goes on to say that that's not what she meant. And she says that Greg is in the next room. She's going to go run in there and see if he heard it. Mm. Well, they, they didn't even think at all that these rascally kids... Or pulling pranks. No. I mean, that would have no. been probably my first thought. <laughs> Actually, your first thought was Mike was doing it. Well, so. I mean, if I were like those two <laughs> and I was around right. those kids all the time. Right. As a, <laughs> sure. as a watcher, I was, I thought Mike. But as if I were in their characters, I would think it was the kids. Yeah. If that makes sense. Especially like you can't tell or moaning something. Like that was coming from a little tape recorder. Like, come on. And it's filling the whole house. 
You'd be able to go, that sounds like a tape player in the other room. That's right. what it sounds like. So Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, probably. But yeah, I mean, either way, I was surprised at how honestly freaked out Alice was. <laughs> she, she was like shaggy and like Scooby-Doo, like scared. <laughs> Zoinks! I didn't think I heard her say that once. <laughs> oh, Alice so Zoinks. <laughs> Yeah, so Kara walks into the family room where Greg is laying on the couch watching TV. Kara walks in and shuts it off, and Greg says, hey, what gives? And Carol asks if he had heard uh, the moan they just heard from the kitchen. Greg says he didn't hear anything. He was just watching TV. Just then, the moaning continues again. Oh. Alice says, that's the moan. Greg says, that's just Tiger howling at the moon. Carol says, oh, thank goodness we still have a man around the house. Hmm. And the moaning continues. A while later, we see Bobby and Cindy running down the stairs calling for Carol. Cindy says they heard an awful noise and don't know what it was. Just as they run and sit with Carol on the couch, we hear this what sounds like a large metal door creaking shut. Hmm. Carol says, uh, sometimes in, in a house with loose boards will make a house creak. Cindy says, you sound just like daddy. The noise happens again, this time with a bang at the end of it. Both Bobby and Cindy jump as they hear and say, what was that? Carol says, it's probably the wind uh, banging against the shutters. Alice says that that's a good guess. And all four of them huddle together in fright. I mean, we've thought it was an inhuman thing. We've thought it was a, mm-hmm. a cow dying in the driveway. We've thought it was a door in the wind. like mm-hmm. And tiger howling at the moon. Tiger howling at the moon. I mean... Yeah, the, these guesses that they're doing are, are really ridiculous. Like, Oh, I, I thought they were like top-notch, and I thought they nailed it pretty well. <laughs> Any one of those could have been. <laughs> it's just like after so many of them, they were just not onto it yet. Like, they just weren't <laughs> yeah. onto it. And it go on, it, it continues of them not being onto it. <laughs> well, we, well, we can't go on just yet, because this is where we take our next break. Um, so, the house appears to be haunted. Just before they're about to sell and move. Interesting. So when we come back, we're going to get to the bottom of this and really figure out this uh, Scooby-Doo-like caper. (laughs) Meanwhile, Shaggy is freaking out. All right. (laughs) We'll be back. Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. Very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. 
So go online to the Tee Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. The second annual Bayou City Paranormal Symposium is here, April 25th and 26th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Special guests include John Zaffis, Katie Stafford, the Kling Brothers, and more. Two spine-tingling interactive exhibits, including the fan-favorite Psychomantium 2. Over 40 vendors and exhibitors will be on hand. Free vendors shopping all weekend. Discounted pre-sale tickets and VIP available now through February 29th. Bayou City's premier event for the things that go bump in the night. Go to badwolfevents.com for tickets and more info. And we're back. When we left off, so the Brady's are going to move into a bigger house and the kids aren't happy about it. But the house appears to be alive with paranormal activity. Or is it? Let's get back into it. So Mike, Carol, and Alice are in the kitchen, continuing the conversation about the noises they heard that day before. Mike insists that it's most likely just the house settling, and the odd little noises are probably just that. Alice retorts with, you know, I, you and I have a different opinion on what odd little noises are, Mr. Brady. Uh, Carol asks, Mike, when houses are settling, does it usually moan and rattle? And Mike says that every house has its own way of settling. Was she, was Alice insinuating that like her and Mike know it's the kids or like, what, what was that? Well, I think mean, cause he was just like, oh, it's just a house settling. And, and she's like, but does like it make moaning noises and like rattle chains and slam metal doors? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like? thought that Alice is, uh, I thought she was trying to like pair up with Mike on the, on something there. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I don't think, I think she's still shagging this thing still mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's a g -g 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 ghost yeah all of a sudden as alice is taking something out of the oven the oven light begins to blink alice says "Uh oh the light in the oven is blinking mike says he will check the wiring later and just chalks it off as it was nothing so alice says that she wishes he will be there later but mike says he's got a meeting to go to and i think that the ghost scenes are fucking crap so i'm not going to be here yeah, also, electrical wires should be handled immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably good advice. Also, great advice for listeners, too. So let's recap. Check wiring immediately and be good to your maids and your, yeah. <laughs> that's going to start a house fire. That's going to burn the house down. You'll never sell the house if you burn it down. <laughs> good point. Also, great advice. Yes. <laughs> Allison, some of the kids are in the family room watching a movie. Just then, they all start to hear crashes happening throughout the house. I guess maybe they were coming from the back porch. I don't know. <clears throat> Alice tells Peter to go check out the back patio. Peter says, me? Alice says, yeah, you're one of the men in this family. Peter says, but I'm the middle boy. Alice says, okay, I'll go look. But Peter says that he'll go with her. So good on him. Mm-hmm. Just then, Carol comes into the room and asks where Alice is. The girls tell her that her and Peter are outside in the patio to check out, check it out because they heard a noise. Cindy adds, it sounded like a knight in shining armor fell down. Carol takes a deep breath and goes outside to check it out. Once outside, she calls for Alice and Alice jumps with fright and says that they heard loud crashes. 
Just then, Marsha and Greg show up from another part of the yard and say they heard the noises too. Yes, always Marcia outside at night. adds to it. Yeah, but Marsha justifies this by saying, uh, Greg was helping me with my flat tire on my bike when we heard them. And, you know, that's why we're out here. Definitely weren't making out in the garage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. And like flat tire on a bike. Like, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So (laughs) Carol suggests that it's just Tiger messing with the garbage cans again. Freaking Tiger. Greg adds, (laughs) it can't be. Tiger's sleeping in the house tonight. Carol asks why. Marcia says he was getting spooked by all those funny noises. All of a sudden, the banging happens again. Which, by the way, I don't want to do any spoiler alert here, but question is, how is that banging happening when everybody is accounted for? See, that's where I thought it was Mike. Ah. Yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Um... So uh, then they hear the banging again. Carol suggests that they all better take another look around. And Alice says, all of us? Yeah, zoinks. Zoinks. Carol says, there's there's safety in numbers. Come on. The five of them are looking around the backyard and don't see anything. Carol stops them and says, what I think is going on here are four very vivid imaginations. Mm. Which is kind of bullshit because she's the fifth. So she's like, you guys are dumb and I'm normal. Oh, she's gaslighting like them. The one... Isn't yeah. that gaslighting them like the, in a mild way? Like you're you're <laughs> not I'm I'm not you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, like but you were just scared looking around too. So whatever. Yeah, no, that was a powerful language she used. <laughs> <laughs> Peter adds, uh, "Yeah, we are with good ears." And Alice reminds Carol that she said that if they heard any strange sounds that night, that he was going to get an emergency phone call. Carol says, "Alice, you just read my mind," and she runs into the house to call Mike. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Mike on the phone with Carol. Mike says, honey, there is no possible way I can keep the house from settling. Was it, weren't they holding a pan? Wasn't Marsha holding a pan outside? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I missed that. I mean, they were holding something I to make a lot of noise. Visual cues. Uh, but I thought, I thought I remember a pan, but uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Either way, they were definitely <laughs> making noise with things. So I thought they were, they were holding a pan. It might. Maybe, maybe she still had evidence in her hand and like. What you doing with all that metal in your hands? Yeah, yeah. that's what I that's what I recall. Hmm. He goes on to say that he'll be home as soon as he can get get there and hang up. And he hangs up. Uh, Alice asks what Mike said. Carol says he said for us to relax and he should go off to bed. Alice says that she'll stay up to keep her company. Carol insists that she's a big girl and that isn't necessary. Just then, creaking happens and they both look around and Carol says, "Well." Looks like here we go again. Hmm. Yep. These these people have weird titles. Like the mom is now a big girl, according to Alice. Uh, <laughs> you got these men want to use the bathroom to wash the, brush their teeth. Then you've got I'm not a man, I'm a middle boy. Like these titles <laughs> are so like unconfirmed uh, individually. <laughs> Everybody has identity issues. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another great I'm conspiracy. Good. The next morning, Bert arrives at the house and tells Mike that he may have a buyer for the house. Mike asks, hey, does it make a difference if the house's moans, creaks, and unexplained slamming doors? Ha ha, hey. And Bert says, 
You mean to tell me this house you built and bragged about for so long is beginning to shiver its timbers? Mm. Mike laughs and says, no, the kids think the house is haunted. Bert says, oh, marvelous. Mm. Mark, uh, I keep calling him Mark. Mike says not to worry about it. And he's never heard the noises, but two women and six kids are dumb. Blah, blah. You know how women are. Uh, you hear the noises. <laughs> And Mike insists the house is perfectly fine and there's nothing to worry about. Uh, Bert says that he has a couple that is ready to come and see the house that night at 8 p.m. And Mike says that he may not be there because, you know, once again, the spooky scenes are dumb and he's not going to be there. Then Bert leaves. Uh, Greg is seen at the top of the stairs listening to the whole conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is where things get real. Next, we see Greg having a meeting in the boys' room with all the other kids. He says, okay, so tonight is really the night. The realtor, the realtor will be here tonight with the couple at 8 o'clock. I'll handle the tape recorder with all the unexplained noises. Peter, you're in charge of white sheets and ghostly appearances. Jan, you're on slamming doors and windows. Marsha, uh, on outside crashes. Then Bobby asks, what about me and Cindy? Greg continues, you and Cindy did a great job acting scared last night with Mom and Alice. Report to Peter for spectral duty. Peter will explain it to you. Peter says, if you explain it to me first. Greg says, (laughs) ghosts, ghosts. Marcia asks, do you really think we should do it anymore? I mean, Mom and Dad really want to sell the house now. Greg adds, it's because of us, though, isn't it? So... Hell yeah, we're doing it still. Yeah. Like, don't these kids have bedtimes? Like, (laughs) 8 o'clock seems a little late to be, like, having a showing also, like, when they have that many (laughs) small children in the house. But, like, who's in charge here? Like, obviously Greg. (laughs) Right. And they're, like, staying up late to scare their mom and Alice. Like, how messed up is that? I would be in big trouble if I did that as a kid. Like... (laughs) I didn't have siblings to help, like, I think that would have been interesting. I probably would have done a lot more pranks on my parents if I had siblings to take the heat with me. But, yeah, because that, that <laughs> was ballsy to, to do all that that late. Yeah. So are you, you're you an only child then? Yeah. Yeah. See, I grew up, like, well, I spent the summers in my dad's where I had three other stepsisters. I got four sisters total. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like living in a house like this where there's lots of kids and we just, you know, in a big house. And so I spent my summers kind of in this Brady Bunch scenario. Like, so Hmm. that's cool. It was interesting. It was fun. Did you get into antics like that? Like staying up too late and getting into trouble? For sure. Definitely. Yeah. We used to do all kinds of stupid stuff and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty common. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I feel like I, I missed out on that kind of, uh, a thing. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I had teddy bears and stuff that I got into trouble with, but that just got me into oh, well, a therapy good. session. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was Teddy's fault. So it wasn't yours. You're trying to sleep. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so I mean, these kids, like, they, they don't realize they can have anything they want, like, if they just <laughs> figured out uh, how to get it. Like, they have, they could, or like, just make their parents buy a mansion at this point. Pretty much. I mean, they always, they have it really good. I mean, yeah, it sucks they get to share rooms, but yeah, Mike's loaded. Like, they don't ever say it, but he's loaded. Like, 
He's got a lot of money. Like, they live in that huge house. Carol doesn't work, and they have enough to pay for housekeeper, and all the kids get allowances. They go out all the time. They go on vacations. They go to the Grand Canyon. They go, you know, yeah. like they go to Hawaii. Yeah, they, they definitely had an uh, expendable budget, for sure. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so Carol is showing the house with Bert and his client. Uh, she's loving the house and pointing out great spots for her things. Just then, the moaning sound happens. Oh. They all look around. The client asks what that noise was. Bert says, oh, probably the wind. Then chain sounds begin to happen. We cut to Alice in her room during her hair, and she hears this and begins to get scared. Bert says that that noise might be uh, steeple chimes. <laughs> what he says. Would you believe steeple chimes? That's what he said. <laughs> Cutting back to Alice, she is scared and alone in her room, and the noises are getting louder and more frequent. Back to Carol. There's a lot of back and forth here. So back to Carol and the realtor. They are hearing the noises, too, and the client isn't happy. Carol goes on to tell them that Mike is an, is an architect, and all houses settle. So he knows, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Alice. She's walking through a room carrying an anti-witchcraft charm. That was weird, by the way. That was super weird. Yeah. Like, what was that? Where do you even get... How? How? Why? I don't even know. You know, you, you're scrolling online. You find stuff, anti-witchcraft charms. You know, you just... It's impulse buy. You know, impulse buy. <laughs> she got it on Amazon. <laughs> she got it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Well, I think, like... If she would have held, like, a rosary or, like, a crucifix, I think that would have been, like, too preachy, I think, for an episode. So they picked something that was, like, non-denominational, witchcrafty. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. It was it was just, like, a weird amulet, like, weird thing. I don't know what it was. It was, like, a, <laughs> yeah. a pendant, an oversized pendant, like, charm. I don't know. But Yeah, it was, like, a gold circle with, like, a gem in the middle of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I bet I bet somebody has that. Somebody has that out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Just then, Mike comes home and greets Bert and the client. The client makes a comment on how she's heard things throughout the house. Cutting back to Alice, she looks outside her door and sees two ghosts running past her door. And she was <laughs> so freaked out up to that point. Like, she didn't get it. Like, she didn't correlate that when a realtor comes over, this happens. She hasn't put that together yet. And she's in there freaking <laughs> out until she sees the white sheets run by. <laughs> yeah, she screams. Back in the living room, they all hear that, and the client starts to question safety, her safety of being in this house and heads to the door. Mike insists that there are rational explanations for these noises. Just then, Mike spots two ghosts running from the kitchen. Mike walks over and pulls the sheets out, Bobby and Cindy. Mike says, well, I might have known. The client says, I must say, you people celebrate Halloween at a strange time of year. <laughs> um, Mike introduces the kids to them and asks them what is going on. Greg arrives and says he's in charge. See, he's in charge. He admits it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Greg says, we found out haunted houses aren't selling so good. We decided to haunt this one. Mm-hmm. The client asks, to um, uh, frighten off your expected buyers? Greg says, yes. The client continues, I think that's lovely. Children love their home so much they go to this link to protect it. Carol says that she's very understanding. The client 
then says, I'm guessing this house is no longer for sale. And Mike then announces, you hear that? All? Hear that? All you other ghosts? The house is no longer for sale. Yeah, I thought I thought she was going to take it a different direction. I thought she was going to be like, well, it's mine now. Like, I thought that would have been funny. <laughs> I'm putting it off right now. <laughs> Since yeah. it's not haunted. <laughs> Move out in a month. <laughs> Yeah. Just then all the kids come running out from all over the house yelling, Yay! As as they are celebrating, Mike looks down at them and asks, I thought this was funny. Who put holes in the sheets? I thought that was a pretty funny line. I thought that was pretty good. That was funny. That was funny. I think that Bert would have been so upset at this point. For sure, yeah. Like you And he's their friend too. Legit wasted my time. Like and yeah, wasted my time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, be like, dude, like, I was going to sell your house. I was going to get this kind of bonus for this. I was going to get a bonus for that. And then, like, you just fucking wasted my time. Your fucking kids ruined the whole deal. And, like, don't fucking call me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I would feel like he would be pissed about losing, like, that commish, like, big time. Like, that was a. Uh, <laughs> That was a big one for him. Like, I mean, even if for sure, even if you could make it work, like I would feel bad about wasting my friend's time if it was me. Yeah. <clears throat> so Carol brings some coffee into the den for Mike and he says, hey, um, Bert, the client, Bert to the client to the what? I can't even read my own typing. Hey, Bert. Basically, he says, <laughs> Bert took, I guess, took the client to the other house that they were going to get, and she loves it and put an offer down. Carol says, can you imagine going through all that trouble haunting this house? Mike says, hey, they had you going for a while there, honey. Carol says, they didn't. She says, you know I don't believe in witches and ghosts and all that nonsense. Just then, a creaking sound is heard. Mike says, what was that? Carol says, I didn't hear a thing. Creek happens again. Carol says, there, I didn't hear that thing either. Uh, Mike says, that was that was just the house settling. And then they both laugh, freeze frame. No, they didn't freeze frame. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, but the guy got to sell the, uh, the other client the other house. Yeah, right? so at least he got some sort of commission, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's the best he could have come up with. But I mean, I think now in contracts, they can sue you for something. Like, I don't know. I think that they could. I don't know. They well, have... it wasn't officially in contract yet. So they were, well, was it though? I mean, it was on the market. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those kids' allowance would be reduced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, did you did you know that I'm moving like right now? Like I move. I think that I don't know if you picked that because of the the date that it came out on or because I'm moving. But either way, uh, good no. pick of a Are episode. You Are you moving? Where are you moving to? Well, I'm moving I mean, from College Park to Winter Park, which is about 22 minutes down the road from the other place. But uh, it's just like I haven't moved in almost 10 years. So like. You know, mm -hmm. like there was this part of me that was just like, do I stay? Like, you know, I felt like I wasn't going to haunt the house myself. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, I am moving currently. So I was like, I'm not sure if he, he knew that. So uh, if no, he did, that, that was cool. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. That'd be kind of creepy if I did know that. That'd be weird. I mean, I have posted about yeah. it online, but I haven't been like, you know, not I don't really talk about it all the time, but it's like, uh yeah, I'm definitely moving right now, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. 
Um, all right, so this is your chance to plug whatever it is you want to plug and have at it. Okay, um, definitely check out Tidbits Podcast, uh, which is tidbitsradio.libsyn.com. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, everything. Um, also, draftsandlaughscomedyshow.com. That's where I have all of my upcoming shows uh, posted. Uh, right now, we're dealing with uh, the, the coronavirus issue. So I am canceling my shows that are happening this week and uh, until we feel safer with that. So um, at this point, you know, um, check out my, my website, my, my podcast, um, when we can do local live shows again, uh, we'd love to do that, but you know, it's just a weird time, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my shout outs. Awesome. I'm on Facebook. Um, tidbits is probably the best place to, uh, to follow on that one. Subscribe to that show if you want to. Um, but yeah, the, the comedy shows are a lot of fun. I have, um, drafts and laughs. It's on Facebook as well. Okay. Cool, cool, very cool. Um, so your tidbits, one more thing, your tidbits poster, that's the creepy picture of you, like, quote, topless, right? Yeah, so we've got, the, our image is, uh, mm. it's me and my other host, which is also my boyfriend, Etchy. So we've got his head, uh, my head on his body, and it's all his tattoos and my face. Uh, and we're working, <laughs> yeah. we're working on a reverse Etchley. So we call that Etchley. It's our names combined. Uh, but it'll be m- yeah. my body and his face. So uh, there's a lot of misdirection there and we love it. It's, but it's, we've got <laughs> cartoons of all of us and my dog. So uh, I, I, yeah, I, cool. I enjoy that. Cool. But yeah, a lot of people are freaked out by the, the image of his chest in my head. That really <laughs> bothers people. <laughs> It is disturbing. (laughs) Wait till you see the new one. (laughs) Okay. All right, Leslie. Well, thanks so much for coming out. You you did awesome. This was a blast. And I appreciate it. I'd definitely love to have you back uh, some other time down the road. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I haven't done a Skype podcast, I don't think. So uh, I'm certainly in the market of doing more like Skype podcasts myself. So uh, this is a fun experience for me. So thank you. And this was a fun show. Oh, good. Thanks so much. All right, Leslie. Well, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, I want to thank my guests one last time for stopping by and come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Hey, go ahead and check out AVeryPrettyPodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? Or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804-446-1901. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. You can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Join in on the conversation in the Facebook group. It's called a Very Brady Facebook group. So get in there, get on the conversation, post memes. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day.
You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.